Thank you so much again for joining us today on the second part of Omar's interview. Yeah. Are you ready? I just want to dive into it because I know there's so much to talk about. So Mm -hmm. I don't want to be abrupt, but let's just, you know. So on our last one, Mm -hmm. on our last interview, we ended with you talking about the individual or individuals Mm -hmm. who really had a huge impact in your life. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a very deep um, ending in my opinion. Um, I was very fortunate to have met Ken, thank God. Mm-hmm. And I've also met your friends, Danny and whatnot. And so I can see the relationships and things that were developed over time. And mm-hmm. so um, I don't want to take away from that, but I also want to make sure that we may, I want to make sure that we hit on all the other important things because that was such an impact in your life mm-hmm. that I want to make sure that we talk about all of the other things that yeah this experience that you had yeah throughout the rest of your and and the truth is that there's so much in that time but i mean for the sake of time for the sake of Of practicality you know i understand that we have to kind of move and i would like to we can always have other episodes where we talk deeply about this and if viewers have questions we're happy to you know answer uh, questions and have episodes based on those uh, questions so this is a good thing so but yeah but again it's it's uh uh, to get to the common denominator because i try to focus on right the individual but also that the big picture is just it's a trajectory and there's important people that come in your life but they also go so it's 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 part of understanding that there are there are people that come in your life uh sometimes positively sometimes negatively but there's always something that you could pull out from that to be able to use in your trajectory. Right. In That's your what path, I was talking in about in my quest. interview because I said mm-hmm. that we, I don't even remember how it was, but it was sort of like, um, well, it doesn't matter, but it was just sort of like mm-hmm. everything happens for a reason. And you said that, but that's similar because mm-hmm. there are experiences that happen in your life and there are things that you can take from that yeah. and apply. But I don't think that there's a particular reason why it happens. Sometimes mm-hmm. things just happen. They do. Right? No, I know. What 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 I'm what I'm what I want to say with part with, with this the weight of thinking that I'm trying to to share right. is that things are going to happen. Right? Right. And they don't have to happen because there's a purpose behind it. They just happen. Right. Your job and your objective and what you need to focus on is, okay, what happened and what can I take from this experience right. so that I could move in, in, a, in a direction that I'm getting as much as I want out of life right. and that causing the least amount of pain. Of, yes, I, I 100% agree. Yeah, but, the, but, but to say that, that oh, you know, there's a reason, a logical reason. Like, I like you get and, into an accident, I, shit just happens. And I don't you know? think that, yeah, because I mean, I had my accident exactly for no apparent reason whatsoever, and no. it was not a bad. It was a bad accident, and it was just mm-hmm. like just happened. Well, you're here. But so what, that's good. what am I? What do I get from that? What do I learn from that? What mm-hmm. do, so let's let's move forward. Sure, we have a lot to cover. Sure, sure. Um, so you ended with okay. So Ken was this very impactful. So now mm-hmm. we what what happened after that sort of transition you went into high school so i was in high school when all this stuff was happening and uh you know uh and like what happens as you get high school i went to alfred e smith high school shout out to alfred e smith i mean you Mm -hmm. did a shout out to them oh yeah to is 115 i was just yeah i went to alfred smith high school i mean like 
What kind of school was that? It was actually <laughs> um, in New York. Like if you if you get really good grades, you get to choose which school you want to go to. Oh, right. So me. I had good grades. I like I don't know what I really wanted. But so I, uh, it was a vocational school. And actually in there we went and 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 I was in the carpentry trades and building department so we build a house and all that kind of stuff and then nice. um but it was interesting because i did that for like two periods but the rest of the time of my classes were ap classes you know okay and i remember mr applebaum mr hart uh mr downs miss cordone and it was like some really really good teachers and people that cared mm-hmm. and and i always been interesting like like in i mean i really i really enjoyed high school like my high school experience was fun it's, it is in the south bronx but like i got into like two fights with this one kid you know because he didn't like me and i didn't like him and we just you know we had a we had a regulate but other than that it was like any girlfriends any uh, well other than that it was cool i mean there was not a lot of girls at the school Oh, okay. Yeah, it was mostly like boys, you know, it was like, but we were like cool. It was, was it a boys? No, 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 no. But it was just primarily trades. Because of the you carpentry know. Carpentry. Okay, it it was, in our school, we had carpentry. Which, by the way, I can appreciate because this lovely table was made by the hands of my husband. Just yes, saying. yes. <laughs> and yeah. I love it. Anyway, go ahead. So, I mean, we have different trades. So it was like, we had trades, like uh, building trades. We have drafting. Okay. And then we have auto mechanic and something else. Okay. But- you know, uh, and the girls went to like another school that was close by, okay. but that's when they became like a CPA, like a, a, not a CPA, a CNA. CNA. Okay. So they did those type of trades, you know. So it was, so the girls went to that school and then uh, we, the boys went here, but it was like, we were, it was, it was cool. I did have a girlfriend. She didn't go to my school. Okay. Um, she went to, um, uh, a Catholic school and kind of like we met and uh, you know as a young person you kind of like you know your love happens or what you think perceived to be as love or whatever it is right? but it happened right? right and so I was this is mostly like my my towards my the end of my sophomore year junior year you know and I was doing the Boy Scouts so like my schedule was hectic like I went to school Right. And every day out of the week, we had we had like a, um, a, a Boy Scout event. You know, we had a meeting. We had this and that. The South Bronx and then on the another part of the Bronx. So we had it in two different places. Right. And then on the weekends, we went on field trips. So we took all the kids on different field trips, you know. So and then sometimes we had camping trips that we had to go like over the weekend upstate new york and so there was a lot of stuff like i was always busy. busy so what happened within that time is mm, as a teenager my mother and i had started having more conflicts right because i well, it's our fault because she put me in the boy scout so now that i was busy i wasn't really spending like time with my my, my dad and her oh, okay and uh-huh. i used to come home like very late yeah. You know, so like, you know, Betty would just either would take the bus or Betty would take me right. and I would come home like at 1130, 12 o'clock at night. Like I was self-reliant, yeah. you know, like my parents. Independent. Yeah. My parents worked. Following in the footsteps of your mother. Exactly. That's Follow, what she was. But, but as a mother growing up in new you know in new york she and she was concerned i mean again at that time as a kid you don't believe in that it's like it's just conflicts and then you blame you know you 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 know you got it getting into conflicts because hey you know we want to do this this weekend it's like no i gotta go to the because i got a field trip and then you start You're having you, you, yeah you're having tired in this conflict and i'm not spending that much time with her and, and so conflict begins there and then i get a girlfriend Sorry. I, I, then I get a girlfriend. Throw the girlfriend into the mix. And throw the girlfriend into the mix. And my mom wasn't very fond of my girlfriend at the time and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So okay. that 
made the situation volatile. And at that same time, I was kind of like growing, you know, and like Danny and I remember having this conversation, Danny, myself and George were having a conversation with Betty and Matt and Ken about the fact that we wanted to get jobs for the summer. He, he got pissed. Mm. He was pissed. Mm. And he's like, no, no. So we, so we didn't get the job. It sort of happened that that summer was like the best summer camp that we ever had. And he actually told me like, this is one of the best summers ever, you know? Um, but after that, I started like, you know, I have a girlfriend. I'm about to graduate. Okay. I want to start going into, you know, figuring things out. So I kind of like started more being a delegator at that time with the troop and all that kind of stuff. Danny and I started kind of like pulling back a little bit. Um, so then in, I grad, you know, I was getting to my graduation. And then a couple of months, about a month before my graduation, uh, my mother says, we're moving to Florida. Oh, my goodness. And I'm like, what? And I'm sad. And I'm telling Ken, Ken, and, you know, it's like, I don't want to move to Florida. I have you guys here. I have everything here. It's like, and he's like, where are you guys moving to Florida? And he's like, I don't know. She wants to go to Miami and this and that and the other. And I'm like, she was, and Ken was like, mm, not Miami. And I'm like, I don't want to go to Miami and all this kind of stuff. And then. You know, they started talking, you know, we started talking and Ken said, you want me to talk to your mom? And, you know, it's like, no, 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 I got it. Thinking I'm cocky enough, you know, like here's a 16, 17 year old kid cocky as hell because, you know, I, I tell parents what to do. You know, <laughs> it's like Ken used to tell parents, it's like, you're only here because you're 18. But these two, they got it. It's yeah. like, don't worry about it. Yeah. You know, that was kind of like the type of confidence that I had. You know, I was like I was managing everything. You know, we were doing this, this. I was like always in the top of my class in school. So you're cocky as hell. Right. And then your parents is like, you move to Florida. Yeah. And I'm like, what? You know, and then. I remember like thinking about it and, and, and planning and looking at the problem and assessing it and then saying, fuck, it's like, I have no choice right now. You know, like I really don't, I'm not going to be squatting in people's houses. Yeah, You're depending. Yeah. Parents. You know, and I'm like, I, 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 I was completely dependent and I was like, damn it. You know? So, um, again, it's like the rebellious part of me is like my mother's fault. You know, it's like he's, he's in her genes so that you could see the rebellion coming from. But, like, I ended up moving down to Florida um, during that time. So you you left high school or you graduated? I graduated high school. High school. Okay. I graduated. Uh, my mom says that I graduated number two. I don't remember that okay. in the well, class. It matter to you at this point? I wasn't, like, it wasn't, it wasn't like, uh, it wasn't a goal of mine, okay. you know, to be, like, the top of my class or anything like that. That wasn't my goal. That wasn't my objective. My, you know, I wasn't even thinking about that. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know what I wanted to do. Actually, what I did wanted to do, I wanted to go into go into the FBI. So I know that I wanted to start a criminal justice, and I knew I had the idea that I wanted to go into the being an FBI agent. That was kind of like my plan right. um, after high school. Right. And I had every all the requisites to start following that. It wasn't it wasn't a big deal. Um, but the plan changes later on, right? So, so then. Move to Florida. Yeah, so I moved. And you to, leave your girlfriend. Behind? I leave everything behind. I everything. Moved, okay. I moved to Fort Pierce, which is 1996. It's just like a dot, <laughs> you yeah. know, okay. um, everywhere. So I, I don't. Again, I don't know anybody. Um, a little strange because you know it's I just I talk differently. I look differently. You know, it's just a strange 
there are no people like me and like like it was weird you know um so then you moved to florida and what happens to like your like you have a girlfriend so you have a long mm -hmm. distance relationship and then yeah it, it didn't work um that was like uh, that was very hard it was like my heart so was broke broken up. Yeah, okay. we broke up, but it was not like a nice breakup type of thing. In fact, actually, the way that we broke up is like her brother called me up and said, hey, listen, man, I, I, you're a cool dude. You do all this cool stuff, my sister, but she's no good. And it's like, this is what she, and like, this is her brother, you wow. know. Okay. And and um, he told me, man, just, just do your thing down in Florida and just forget about her and all that kind of stuff. But I tried. I went to New York a couple of times and it's mm. like, 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 what's going on? Like, what happened? It's like but it just broke me. Yeah. Like it broke me. I like, and I, I blame my mom at the time because she's like, you made me move down here, oh, you know? So yeah. like I blamed her. Makes sense. Um, I'm over here at this place that I don't, I knew I like my parents and there was a friend of our, the family that lived down here. So I don't know anybody. I got to start from scratch. I got to go to a school that I don't even know. And now I have to deal with this broken heart we do the shit hurts it's like like you feel that thing like in your chest like over here like if you ever felt like broken you feel that like 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 tears come out even though you don't want to and then you get the ugly cry <laughs> you know you get that so like i was like that for a long time and somehow somehow I I got through my AA degree here at a IRSC. Okay, because Indian River State College. River, Indian River State College. Shout out to Indian River State College. Yes, <laughs> and my objective throughout that time it was like, okay, I'm hurt. I don't know what I wanted to do. My mom and I were fighting a lot during oh, that time because okay. I I didn't know what I wanted. I wanted to do. I I, I finished school obviously, but I also wanted my independence because I didn't want to be you know told what to do and things of that nature right. but fortunately because of my background like I, I did a lot of planning so i saved money i worked i work i went to school full-time i got my first job working at the gap down here which was actually a really good blessing so i was gap boy for a long time yeah proud of i that. met you as gap boy you met me at gap as gap boy yes <laughs> so um so i got a job at the gap i um went to school had two other jobs, you know, like I think I worked at Payless and something else. Um, and I was just saving the money. And my objective was I wanted to move on my own mm -hmm. and I wanted to have my own independence. And this right. is how I'm going to do it. So I had my budget. I hardly ever went out or anything of that nature like that. You know, I went to a couple of concerts that I saved money for, but I was saving my money because I wanted to move out. So I bought a car, um, my first car, and... After I finished my AA, a friend of mine that I met down here, her name was Laura, she, her and I became roommates, and I transferred from here to University of, the University of Central Florida. Oh, nice. So, and uh, so you live, now you've moved to Orlando, or mm -hmm. you're, you're trans, you're not commuting, you are you live in Orlando. No, I live in Orlando, so I have- you live with Laura. I live with roommate. Laura. I was able to, um, I was, uh, apparently I was a really good employee at The Gap here, mm -hmm. and they allowed me a transfer okay. to go to Orlando. So it was a new opportunity. It was a new opportunity. So Which I was, you were looking for. Yeah, right? I was looking for an opportunity. So uh, what happened within all this time is I moved to Orlando. I, uh, I lived with a roommate at first, and- I was working full time. I was going to school full time. Mm -hmm. And at the same token, I was actually doing an internship with the Gap um, uh, to become um, uh, a regional manager, right? Okay. So the idea was 
I did the internship. Then from there, I started teaching what is called elements of selling EOS classes. So like all the new employees that came in, like I was one of the trainers as part of my internship that I was one of the trainers that trained everybody as to how do you greet a customer, train them in the, in the system and in, in running the cash, the cashier and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So I was doing all that. And the idea is because my degree was in criminal justice that I could probably segue into loss prevention and things of that nature. Oh, gotcha. Even though I okay. wanted to be an FBI agent, you know, this would be kind of like a really good option as well. So like I had all that stuff planned out. But then my junior year, my second, my second semester, my junior year in college happened and everything hit me like at one point, like, like, um, my mom was very concerned. And at that time, after I moved out of my mom's house, like our relationship became much, much better, um, because she kind of like understood that I had to go and be on my own. Okay. Like she, she, she told me that years later, it's like I knew, but as a mother, it's like a hard choice, you know, just to see your kid li leave and then go on its own. Yeah. Right. So, but I was fine. Like I, 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 um, after a certain point, you know, Laura moved out with her boyfriend who became her husband later on. And then I moved down on my own. So I accomplished my objective. You know, I was working, mm -hmm. I had my own apartment, I had my own car, my bills were always paid, everything was going okay. But then that junior year in college, college it hit me. Like I was, I was lost. And like everything kind of like just came together at one point, mm -hmm. you know. And I, I think what triggered it was we had this, an FBI agent come in and he was a speaker. The dude was an asshole. Like <laughs> he was just a straight up, like one of those fucking elitist motherfuckers that I hate, you know. It's like, like these shit don't stink. Like, you know, like, and I was like, man, I don't want that for me. I don't want that for my life. Mm -hmm. Now what? Okay. So now you're faced with shit. What do yes. I do? What do I do? And then in, in addition to that, I was angry. Right. I like, I had a lot of pent up anger. And what? I mean, just just at that time, I was thinking a lot about my not my my mother. I was angry about my father, my aunt. I like I was angry about all these people in life because so your your past, prior yeah, from my past, like it just childhood and stuff. yeah, just like it just hit me, and and I was in a bad place because it was like I was lost. And again, it's like for all intents and purposes, this dude, I'm doing great. It's like. Like there's not a lot of people that could say by 19, 20 years old, they have a full-time job, they go to school and they live by themselves. It's like, like this is things that people strive to do. Yeah. And I was doing it all. Right. You weren't happy. I was not, I mean, I wouldn't, it was just, it was just sad. So then you know? what did you, what, can you just take us through some, yeah. uh, some of like your, your thought processes? Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, at first, I went to my mother, right? Because after we, after I moved out, we got we started talking and all that kind of stuff, you know. And then I, she said, you know what? I'm concerned about you. Could you please let me just bring you to somebody? I just want you to talk to somebody. And she took me. She took me to a neurologist, you know. And I told her, I do it. Look, I am not crazy. I'm completely lost. I just don't know exactly what's happened. I made plans, but this shit is just changing, and it's like I don't know. And he's like, oh, no problem. And I'm like, huh? He takes out his prescription book and then he starts writing these things down, right? And he said, here, get this. So he's I'm looking at the stuff and it's like three books. 
Oh, it wasn't medication. Yeah, it wasn't medication. <laughs> the first book was I'm okay, you're okay. Okay. Right? Yeah. Uh how to win friends and influence others mm-hmm. and uh awaken the power within. Mm. So I'm like, okay, whatever. I always like reading as well. I always read all kinds of stuff. So I started reading I'm okay, you're okay. You know, and I started looking at transactional analysis and looking at at your parent, your adult, and your child, and how these things are all affected, and how things from the past could corrupt the future, and and and, and, and then K takes. So I started understanding trans- transactional analysis on my own, and understanding that all these different things. Mm-hmm. And then I started going to counseling at, 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 at UCF, and, I, oh, and okay. I went I went through counseling, and and we talked about all these different things. And I was still shy, and I was still like like I was gab boy. And all these girls always thought, oh, he's a player. He can't go out with him. He's this, he's that. He got like all these girls and all that kind of stuff. But the reality is that I was like always shy, you know. Um, and and but I, I have this perception. People had this perception of me. Like I have people telling me that I was, uh, I'm intimidating and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, I'm just trying to get by, man. But people don't see all that pain or the darkness all that stuff that you have to confront right Mm -hmm. so i throughout that time i really like started reading and started understanding you know i graduated college um i didn't go to my commencement which was something that hurt my mother deeply um and i don't know how i got through college to be honest like high school i was great i was like top of the class college i just it was so much stuff going on in my life like emotionally it's like you don't even listen i graduated college but i can't tell you that i actually sat down one day and studied wow and it's not to boast about it it's just that i mean i was like i just needed to get through it yeah you wanted to finish but i i finished it because i don't like quitting shit but I can't tell you that it was like, 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 like I've learned what I learned in college was really to go inside to find a better place for me. You know, that was like the, that was the, the sense, you know, and that's kind of like my college experience, which is very untraditional because I didn't really party. I went to clubs once in a while, but I wasn't a party person. I was just, I would much rather just disappear, go read a book Go yeah. into nature. Uh, you know, I got a couple of friends in Orlando that says like Omar just disappears and goes on his sabbaticals and he doesn't tell anybody. You know, taking trips down to Key West by myself, just putting the windows down, putting some Bob Marley on, and just drive. That was like my thing, just to kind of like find that yeah. place within me, and um, you know, that led me to to actually then venture into different things. You know, like one thing was that I. Once I graduated, I kind of like said, okay, what am I good at? Well, I work with kids. So I started working for the Boys and Girls Club back in um, 2000, 2001. Um, I went to Dominican Republic, actually, and confronted my father to find out exactly, you know, what happened and and why. And I, I did that. I like wrote letters to my mom regarding how I felt, my aunt, too. And I was able to kind of like within that time to learn how to forgive people. Because this is all they fucking. Oh, this is all they know. Yeah, you know. And but That's at the same, deep. but but also now I'm left that it's like okay, now what? So then after that happened, then I started kind of like going into my journey to figure out what I wanted to do with my life, which kind of like leads me to where I am right now. Okay, so you've gone through a lot. 
you've, I mean, I know there's so much more to your story because I know mm-hmm. that the intimate, you know, the details of your story. And, and if we had the time, it would be really amazing to like share everything. Um, and maybe that'll come later, you know, mm-hmm. in increments, so, in yeah, small yeah, yeah. sessions, exactly. sections, yeah. answering questions and things like that. But so you've, you, you live in this foreign country, you speak Spanish, your mom leaves, you are, you deal with abuse, you deal mm-hmm. with, um, you know, your, the, the, the abuse from your, your aunt and getting beat and then the sexual abuse. And then you leave to a completely brand new culture mm-hmm. it's like a culture shock yep. and it's a great experience for all intents and purposes because you meet people who really have this significant like um impact in your life mm-hmm. and you make good friends danny's a, like i know danny he's a great guy he's really good you know and and your best friends uh true friend mm-hmm. and you learn a lot from betty and from ken mm-hmm. and then high school comes and then all, again, you're having to move. So mm-hmm. another traumatic sort of experience. You have a girlfriend, so you think you're in love and she's amazing and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you realize that this is like coming to an end. So you face that. Then you go into like the college and you finally get your independence mm-hmm. and you're faced with, oh my God. Depression. What am I doing? Mm-hmm. What, is ha- what, is my, what is my purpose? What is my purpose? Which we will talk so, about which later. Which we do talk about, yes. Mm-hmm. Which we will talk about. So... Mm-hmm. Um, which is a big deal for people because yep. it's really something that is like, it's crippling, it's disabling, you know, for some people. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's I not easy. Ha- it's, it's not easy to explain the emptiness that comes from that. You know, exactly. it's like, it's hard to articulate it. I get it. And, and, and the idea behind what we want to do. And, and again, I want to go back to that because it's not about comparisons. And that's one of the things that I that I want to get. I'm trying. I want to make sure that we convey that it's not about comparisons. Like my life is not better than someone because I have more obstacles or whatever. Is that it's yeah. that the idea is that the common denominators that we can learn from each experience and understand that when you feel that lonely and then you feel that when you feel that 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 idea of 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 being lost. Yeah. It's like. Dude, you're not the only one, right? Right. Number one, it's idea. not. It's not the only. You're not, not, not to minimize it, but you're not the only one. Number one, number two, it turned out to be some of the best things that happened. I mean, one of the best things that happened to me. But you don't understand that when you're going through it. Because, but you have to go through it. It's like it's like it, it, like it's hard to explain it because when we think about depression, it's like oh, woo, me, oh, this is horrible. It could be an opportunity to really get to know yourself, confront the thing about yourself, confront that, confront the darkness, that shadow part that I was alluding to earlier. It's like it gives you an opportunity to really delve into that and then create a better trajectory to your life. Right. And that's kind of like the the idea behind a quest, you know. Like it's like you know one of the things that 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 Ken told us in the in the little gift that he gave us with the hundred dollars and two dollars at the bottom. You know, he said, you know, you received this gift today. Um, so, you you know, this gift is like the muscles in your body. If you don't use it in the atrophy and they died. Wow. The choice is yours. What you decide to do. Right. And that's kind of like. It's powerful. It's powerful. Right. But again, it's like when you start looking at your life, it's like you have to start taking responsibility for it and saying, okay, all this stuff, all this shit happened. 
how am I going to conduct the rest of my life? You know, right. and then and then you you choose uh, either a philosophy or how you want to continue it, uh, with the understanding that there's so much stuff that is completely outside of your control. You come up with an idea, and you and you evaluate that idea as you keep going forward. Right. So, again, you've gone through all these things, and I mm-hmm. I kind of just sort of want to take this opportunity to reflect and use okay. the framework of the ski R. Um, and just kind of go through the process of sort of just meeting you where you're at right now, right? Perfect. So you went through your period of um, separation, mm-hmm. right? More than once. Yes. So how t- take us through that. Actually, that's that's one of my favorite parts of my life right now. Um, it's like solitude yes. separation because I know that that's like, for, for some people, that's like foreign. It's, it, not- it's, it's a scary place to be. Right. right. It's a very scary place to be alone, to like know like, you know, like meditation is a, is a thing that is kind of like it's interesting. You know, it tells you, you know, some people tell you you got to clear up your clear out your mind. But I like just sitting there and just watching stuff come and go. Oh, during meditation. During meditation. Yeah, so okay. like when I yeah, yeah. my meditation is like that, it's like just watch what's coming. Like cause you're going to feel it, you know. Like you really, feel you it feel it. Body. Like you, like, like for instance, like when I'm feeling anxious and confused, and I'm and I stop and I feel it. Like I like just uh, not that I like it, but I stay there. It's like you, you, because you want to just experience uh-huh. what that. Even though it doesn't feel good, yes, you want to feel that. Right? Yes, and there's times in which I can't stand it. I got to get up and walk away. Right. But the more that I stay with it, and the more I start like, <sighs> I feel it. Mm-hmm. I give it a space. And then it goes away. Okay. You know, it goes away. And that's the thing about that I've learned in my journey through trying trying all these different things in you know, meditation, Kabbalah, uh, uh, you know, all of this stuff that I've that I've that I've exposed I exposed myself to and all that all that kind of stuff. It's that. It's like you have to be able to feel it, hold on to it, let give it its due, and let it go. And it will go away by itself. But also there's a practicality of it all. Like you got to take action. You know, the thing about spirituality and like self-help stuff that I've kind of like dislike is the fact that you're expecting these magical things to happen, right? Like all this magic stuff, like, like, like the poetry of it all, you know, you're going to ascend to heaven and all this stuff. It's like, oh, Nirvana is like this place. It's like, like I hate all the poetry of it all because it takes away from the actual factual thing. And the actual factual thing is that you have to go through it. The experience of it. You have to experience mm-hmm. stuff because how can you relate to somebody's pain, mm-hmm. right? The only way that you can relate to somebody's pain is not by going through the same pain, mm-hmm. but understanding like, shit, that hurts. I wonder how that person feels. It's like empathy. Well, that's how Having empathy that. is. But it's like, and most people are able to achieve that, you know, but- you have to spend time on your own. You have to be in solitude to be able to kind of like understand like, holy shit, this hurts, man. This is annoying. You know, I have a, I I got a criticism or from somebody just recently saying that uh, my type of leadership is about people. Oh, you focus on people. That's the type of leaders that you are. And I like, mean, what like the? a like human centered. Yeah, like, and I'm like, uh, what the fuck else are we supposed like to be concentrating that foreign, on? Foreign, like human centered thing. Yeah, I'm not sure what that. And means. so my, my that was my my response. Like, what the fuck else am I supposed to be focusing it's on? About it's like people. It's about 
people. So if relationships. you, yeah. So it's like if you spend, a, 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 and I think it's Emerson that says this, right? I don't remember exactly who says it. Uh, and what I mean by Emerson, I mean Ralph Waldo Emerson. <laughs> you know, not Emerson or friend Emerson is another Emerson. Okay, so he says that I think that in your solitude. Or again, I don't think it's, I don't remember who said it, but the idea behind it is that if you know everything that happens inside of you, your darkness, your fears, your anxieties, and all that stuff, then you know your fellow man. So it allows you to be more sympathetic. To be um, have empathy. Yes, exactly. It allows you to understand like the human struggle is the human struggle nonetheless. Mm -hmm. Just because you and I look different doesn't make you privileged. Right. You know, it doesn't make me better, you know. So in order to you to get to that point, you have to be quiet. Right. You know, you have to separate. You have to be in solitude. Mm -hmm. This is not new. It's like Muhammad did it. Jesus did it. The Buddha did it. Anybody that, that really thinks and processes all the geniuses from Einstein all the way to Darwin, all the way to um, George Washington Carver, all those people spend time by themselves. It is imperative. It is important because if not, you're going to be at the whim of everything else that happens around you. The noise. That's the noise. The noise. So let me ask you a question then. That leads into the next uh, part of the framework, the CR framework. Yep. Confronting. Because yes. obviously when you're in, in solitude, that's what you're going through mm -hmm. the same process of confronting as well. Yeah, there's, so. two, there's two aspects of, there's two parts of, in my opinion, and this is just my... My, my how you deal with it. Yeah, my layman experience. Right. You know, I'm not a professor. I mean, I would love to be like Jordan Peterson or, or Mr. Brian Ruther, who we're going to meet later on. Like, I would love Doctor. to be Dr. Ruther, sorry. You know, but I'm just a layman. Yes. You know, I'm talking about my life, my experiences. And the reason for Soul's Quest is because I want to be able to share that, you know. But there's two types of confrontation, right? There's the physical confrontation, right? And there's just the mental confrontation, right? In the physical confrontation, I'll give you an example of something that I did. I went and confronted my father and I talked to him and he told me, I don't need anything from you. And I'm like, okay, I see where you stand and I see what you are and I don't hate you and I don't have anything against you. I understand. And he said, you know, well, you know, I was young. You know how the culture is. And I was like, I understand how Hispanic men are. Or, or not. That's a big, big generalization. A it's a really bad generalization, yeah. you know, but. You caught it, yourself. That's I okay. caught myself, right? But. Because <laughs> they're know, not all that way. No, not everybody's like that. I mean, that. you're not like that. No, not. I mean, with the cats, you know, but anyways. With the cats. <laughs> you you cheat on me with the cats. I do. Okay. All right. But I already know that. Okay. <laughs> um. But again, is a is a do I consider him an evil person? No, I just consider him a man that right. went with the culture. This is culture, but it doesn't mean that I'm going to go ahead and like, oh my God, my father, this, my father, that is like no. But I understand, so I confronted that. Right. You know, the same thing. I'll give you another example. I had a girlfriend one time, and she was a very nice girl. And when I moved, when I was moving to Orlando, I just left. I didn't tell her anything. And she was hurt by that. And she was a really good girl. She was really nice. She was really nice. But I just left. Didn't tell her. You know, so a friend of mine told her, he said, what well, you, you know, whatever. And I felt bad doing that, you know. And I've never got a chance to say, you know, look, I, I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry or whatever. But I kind of like in my mind, I went through it. And I was like, you know what? And I know that it sounds ridiculous because, again, it's like you're just saying something out there and somebody's not going to hear it. But for my sake, I just say, look, I was wrong. 
for doing that. You deserved at least an explanation of something better, yeah. you know, and I apologize. And I just kind of like just left it out mm -hmm. because I don't want to carry that in me. So basically now that leads into perfect timing. It leads right into the integration Correct. part of, yeah. because you're now you're, you're taking all of these lessons and these mm -hmm. experiences and you're sort of not being selfish mm -hmm. and you're integrating it into your life. So tell me about oh, just a little bit about that. Like, well, the way that I integrated, like all the, a lot of the all lessons, all your experiences. Yeah, lessons, yeah. Yeah. It's like, I've been fortunate enough to, to work with young adults, right? Like in, in kids. And I, I picked that because they're, because I knew that I was good at it because that's what I did. You know, it was been my training since I was, you know, 13, yeah. 14 yeah. and Ken's approach. And then I'm, I try to emulate Ken a lot of the, as much as I can um, because it was such a powerful influence, but because it made sense to me. Right. right. So the way that I try to incorporate is, is again, it's going back to the thing. How do you live your life? Right. So every I try, I'm not always successful, but I try to number one, lead by example. And number two, staying true to what I believe in, you know? And I try to help as many people as possible and kind of like see the good in people, you know? So that's how I, try to integrate the stuff that I do. You know, uh, one of the things that I, that I'm big on is like, you know, take accountability, you know, take ownership of your stuff. It's like, you got to take ownership of your life. So it's, I don't mean to interrupt you, but that is interesting because you're sort of just going right into the next, um, mm -hmm. element of the ski R, which is a level of awareness. Yeah. So it's almost like integrating or integration and awareness are mm -hmm. part of this. So so I think you could talk on yeah. both of those, which is interesting because you have to know, you have to be aware to be able to integrate these things. Out. Yeah. I mean, like you have to be aware, like what you see right now in the physical form, right? You don't, you, you see like right now you see my mother's genes and my father's genes, right? Like just like their DNA and all that kind of stuff in the physical form. But what you don't see, like the mentality, that soul aspect, right? That I'm that I want to get into that idea of of feeling and thinking and and looking and, and con con separating, contrasting, you know, uh, um, confronting and integrating. That's stuff that other people have done. Right. Just sort of happens that I read a lot and I watch a lot of documentaries, you know. Yeah. And I want to be able to live my life with a sense of not purpose. But a but a but a sense of 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 wonder, of a sense of like, oh wow, it has uh, it means something to me, right? So like when I when I work with young people, and I, I try to help them be what they could potentially be, because this is what somebody did for me, you know. I like, so I'm trying to emulate that. And at the middle of it all, at the end of it all, it's like, can I cause a little bit less pain? Right? Because again, like, like, like the Buddha says, all life is sorrowful, right? So can I cause a How little bit less pain? That, yeah. Right? And again, it's like, uh, look, the, the thing that bothers me the most, and the, the, the shit that, that drives me crazy is that we, we have really good that rhetoric, you know, like um, we have optics because, you know, we're supposed to look like this and be like this and all that kind of stuff. But the reality is like, I'm being vague. Let me give you an example, right? 
and this is something that that kind of like is personal to me right so a situation happened i'm not gonna say names of anything like that right and and people claim oh about, about inclusivity and all this kind of stuff and this and that and the other right but you do that to save face to show people oh look how a great person that i am but when push comes to shove right and you make choices that are completely against that idea then you have no awareness of yourself you have no awareness of yourself and you haven't really integrated what you say that you're doing. So you're, you're not doing. practicing what you preach. Which you're is not like practicing basic. what you preach. Right. So it's like the same thing about like, who the fuck am I to get up out there and criticize anybody for how they want to live their lives? That is none of my business. But at the same token, at the same token, I'm not trying to persuade you to accept me for who I am. Who I am is who I am. If you don't like it, then fuck you. I mean, I'm tired. Again, I'm, I'm, sorry, I'm, I'm going a little bit off right now because I'm a little tired. It's been like, um, um, you know, a lot of years of 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 people looking at me just because of the way that I look, and it's like, no, you can't put people in a box. box. It's like we're so much much greater than that. Just because I look like this doesn't mean that I'm not capable of certain things and I may not be capable of certain things. I may not be as good as you in but some that areas is the aspect where, where, and this is, I'm, I'm, I'm passionate about leadership. Mm -hmm. So that's the aspect. And that's the responsibility of a leader is to say, this person doesn't look like talk type or talk like walk like me, mm -hmm. but they have potential mm -hmm. and I'm going to expound on their abilities. I'm going to help them and I'm going to develop them. That just drives me insane. But the thing, the, 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 the issue with that is that when we, and we're going to talk about this more later yeah, on, right? Because so again, it's all, like, we can't get off topics. No, here. we can't get off topics because everything is based on categories and under, and how we understand things. Right. Right. So the idea of a leader Right. That changes because what is a leader? A leader is someone that makes other people feel better. Yeah, that's one aspect and that's one definition yeah. of it. And they grade the best out of the person. But a leader could be someone that makes a lot of money and has status. And that's all that they're that, that's all that they're concerned about. The question is and what it goes back to again, it's just about about integration and awareness is you as an individual, mm -hmm. as an individual soul. Right. When you go through all this stuff. And again, the last part of SCR is R, and you return to live a life as an individual, regardless of what position you're in, right? Are you going to make decisions based on your morals or, not, or, or what you have become aware of? Or are you going to go make decisions based on an idea that is outside your range of awareness? That's the struggle now. Because you could easily sell your soul. And, and you see it. Just, people justify it all the time. It's like, well, you know, if this person wouldn't have done this, and if this person wouldn't have done that, this wouldn't have happened. Well, We've had personal experiences with Correct. It. So it's not, I get it. I, it's, it's, it's frequent. Yes. I get that. Yeah. yeah. So, so the individual, that person that goes through the effort of transforming themselves, of integrating, uh, of, of, having that awareness and then returning and having the outlook of causing a little bit of a little bit of less pain in the world right that that's the person that I that 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 I want 
and the thing is that people have everybody has that potential just like everybody has the potential to be a hitler yeah we have that potential also oh man i'm gonna get in so much trouble for saying this we also have the potential to be a jesus christ and that's my opinion now that i am and now that I'm now that's not that what I'm, you're saying. That's not what I'm saying. What but I think is- that it's a potentiality on both aspects of that spectrum. Right. You know, so like, you know, the last few years people have been talking about Trump supporters and all that stuff like being, oh, they're stupid that this and that and the other. I think that's fucking stupid for you people to say that. It's a different point of view than your than yours. Right. You know? It's like so what are we gonna do with all those people? We're just gonna get rid of them? Right? I mean it's like we 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 talk about awareness and and the and the and the Western mind is supposed to be about the individual and the individual experience, right? Which is a great thing, but the awareness of it all needs to be that an individual is also part of a collective, right? You know, mm-hmm. but an individual chooses how they're going to be part of that collective. So every single person has the potential to, when they go through their process of integrating the stuff that's happened to them and go in their quest once they get to like a certain point they're able to decide which path to follow right choose your path it's your it's your choice you know right. and you could be i mean again it's like if, if i look at morality as a whole right and again i could talk about stuff like this all day and i know that i'm if you're asking me for my 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 idea on what this means it's like if you look at morality as a whole there's a whole spectrum of morality right. you know right. a whole spectrum now my spectrum falls somewhere in which I just want to cause a little bit less pain in the world. Right. A little less. Right. Where do people fit? I can't deny that. I don't know. I can't, I can't, I don't know, but that's what I want. So that is my objective. Right. That's good. Thanks so much for sharing. You have a, huge story. I know that we have so much more to share and we have so much more that we could talk about and hopefully we'll be able to expound on your uh, and my situation. I think we both have a lot to share and I, I really hope that this is uh, an opportunity for our viewers and our audience to engage and sort of attach themselves with different aspects of our our story. And so thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, oh, and one, one of the things thing. that I want to say is that this is a collective experience. Right. You know, like I'm gonna die eventually. I mean, like it's it's gonna happen, you know. Right. Having I'm gonna die, right? And but the idea is that, and I don't have any like kids that came from my you know where you know from my, but you know the idea is that in order to make the to to, to move forward, we could do we could do better, you know, and we could do better as individuals treating ourselves not just nice, but and not avoiding the hard stuff, but confronting the hard stuff, mm-hmm. gain what we gain out of that. That's my. That's that's what we could do, right. and, and that's how we could move forward. And that's and then everybody has that potential. Agreed. If they choose to. If they, I was just going to say the choice is theirs. That is their choice. <laughs> that's right. Mm-hmm. So on that note, we're going to end it here. Thank you so much for sharing and being vulnerable and open. It's a good story. It's a really, it's a beautiful story because I know all the details. It's a beautiful story, but thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode of a soul's quest. If you haven't already, please, please, please visit all of our social media outlets and like us, watch our episodes. And also don't forget to uh, visit our website, asoulsquest.com. We'll see you next time. 